Hi, this is Kanika Shadda Gupta, founder and host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm Stephanie Dua, president and co-founder of Homer. And this is At Home with Homer. Homer is the essential early learning program for kids aged two to eight. We have the most comprehensive app available for early learning skills that you can find on iOS or Google Play. And you can also find our really fun explore kits that help kids with their math, their reading, and social emotional learning that you can find on our website, learnwithhomer.com. On this weekly segment, we're going to cover a range of topics from raising confident readers to developing emotional intelligence. These are the skills that will carry your child through school and life and resonate most when taught at home by you, their most important teacher. So grab a notepad, your phone, or your mental notebook to remember the tips shared during the segment. And now on to At Home with Homer. Homer! This installment of At Home with Homer is all about getting involved. So in case our listeners aren't aware, Stephanie Dua's children are very involved in their community in Miami. And I think it's so important to instill this yearning to give back at a young age. So Stephanie, how did you inspire your kids to get involved and give back to their community? Yeah, thanks, Kanika. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. I've spent a lot of my life working sometimes in the for-profit sector, but a lot of working in the nonprofit sector, really trying to work with mission-oriented companies. And you see firsthand all of the challenges from soup kitchens to education systems to children living in foster care or you know young children um, living in detention centers. So I'm super passionate about this. I tried very hard to instill it in my kids. And one of the things I found is it's really hard to find a way for kids to get involved. You know, every place you call to volunteer, they say, well, they're not old enough, or there's a lot of paperwork you have to fill out, you know? And so it's, it was really hard. And during COVID, my youngest Isla found the same thing. She and her friends were trying to get involved in Miami here. They were creating masks and they wanted to do care packages, but everywhere they turned, they said that they couldn't find a place to be helpful. Mm. So they created something called Miami strong.us with a number of other kids. I think they were 10 at the time. And it's really a mission oriented endeavor to try and bring ideas and service opportunities to young children. But what I like to say is in your own community, you have to keep it simple because I think if it becomes another job that you're trying to do, it feels overwhelming and you're not going to be able to find the time for it. So believe it or not, simple, simple things make a huge difference. So idea number one, I always like to say is, you know, there's always someone who's in need of care locally in your neighborhood, in your school environment. There's always, you know, the Surfside condo collapse just happened. So we just ended up sending Uber Eats meals to the service and the rescue and search teams. So there's always a way to easily understand an issue and put together a care package. And I think it's important for anything you do with your family to have three components. I like to say one is an understanding of the issue, even for little kids. So what is the understanding of the issue around homelessness? What is the understanding of the issue around children foster care? Because that helps build empathy and understanding. And then second is what is one small thing I can do to help with that issue? And Third, you know, how do you make it their own so that they're able to put their own personal stamp on it, you know, in a way that works for them? 
But a couple of other ideas I like to always offer to families that we've done is definitely putting together care packages for a neighbor is great or someone in your community. Two is collecting kind of non-perishable items that you can donate to a food pantry. We did that during COVID. We could just drop it off at any one of many food pantries. Three is really setting up a spare change jar in your home for a local charity. We have the girls each have a little jar of to give, you know, and so that they can collect change and they can think about where they want to donate that. And even small things like looking around your neighborhood when you're walking your dog and saying like, we should pick up this trash because having trash around our neighborhood is not good for the environment, or we should use recyclable containers instead of single use containers because that's Mm -hmm. not good for our environment. So again, it's sort of how do you kind of build some of those habits so that you're in service. But the bigger point is what does service mean for your family and really having conversations about that. In the end, what you realize, what all studies will tell you about happiness is the biggest component of happiness is community, number one, and two is acts of service. So, Mm. you know, I think building those habits early on so that kids understand it's not about me, but it's about how might I use this time to do something good for somebody else. That's building the blocks of empathy and kindness and gratitude that are so important for children. Wow. That's, that's incredible. I want to kind of talk about Miami strong (laughs) because I'm on the website now. It is such a robust, really beautifully designed site. How did, you know, your 10 year old conceptualize this? And then how did you team up with other parents and launch something of this scale? She has two friends that they work on it together. And once a quarter, they pick an issue that they want to learn about, and then they identify a charity and on profit in the community to work with. And what excited them was, you know, this concept of how do you identify what it means to be a strong community? You know, they have a sense of what it means to be a strong student. They have a sense of what does it mean to have a strong family life, but what does it mean to have a strong community? Certainly in Miami, there are many individuals, adults and children who are struggling with food insecurity, you know, that don't have meals. You know, there are many children and adults who are homeless. And so they got very passionate about those issues, especially during COVID and trying to understand them and then finding ways for young children to get involved. So one of the things they do is they have a big potluck, a casserole, believe it or not, it's like a casserole night. And they make <laughs> casseroles for this wonderful organization, Camilla's House here in Miami. They, as a family and kids, they all get together in a kitchen and make these casseroles to deliver. The second thing they love doing is collecting little toiletries that you get from hotels and otherwise, obviously, before COVID, that was more common, but they collect all these little toiletries. And those are great for the homeless shelters because they're small, single-use toiletries that are in high demand, believe it or not. And so instead of tossing them, they can collect them and donate them. So it's really just about picking one thing, not making mm-hmm. it overcomplicated. Um, but for these girls, they were really interested in homelessness and they were really interested in food insecurity and how do you get meals in the hands of kids and adults who don't have access to it. Yes. No, that's great. But advice for the parents, I mean, for how they got the website up, how they yeah. built their community, how, you know, is it Facebook driven? Yeah, exactly. Well, so the good news right now is they are so technically savvy at this age. So they know Canva, <laughs> so they know how to create templates, Squarespace, I think just to get yes. on the website, you know, mm-hmm. so all of this is self-serve now. And so they didn't even need to know how to code. They just needed to use a few YouTube tutorials and figure out how to set something up. And then they use stock photography largely to kind of create it. And, you know, the big thing was not getting in their way, really like right. 
lead and letting it be their thing. And, you know, now they're starting their next project again. So they're busy kids, right? So you also have to make it something that's manageable for them, but they really enjoy, they enjoy the community element because they get together their girls. They're like 12 of them. They get together and they, it's a fun event to do. They'll go to the mall and they'll buy some things, you know, and they'll create care packages for kids. It becomes like a social effort as well. Yes, yes, yes. It's really, really nice. If anyone has 10-year-old girls, you know, that that's <laughs> like a fun thing to do to go to someone's house and create care packages for them. Oh my goodness. That is really enterprising. Um, and it's so amazing how they came together and they're learning as they go. It's, it's their own kind of project um, and they're giving back in the process, which is the best part of it. I wanted to also ask you about with younger kids, how can we really spell out the fact that there is adversity in the world? Mm -hmm. There are those who are less fortunate than us. And I'm kind of tracing it back to my childhood. You know, we would go to vacation in India every year since I can remember. And I would see abject poverty. Yeah firsthand and seeing eight, nine-year-old girls looking through a car window at me, looking just like me. And I mean, it's just, it gets me choked up to think about that they don't have clothes, they don't have food, they're living on the street, you know, and it just, because it was so in my face, I felt compelled to give back. And, you know, we had made it a tradition in our family to visit orphanages, bring food, and then I would get to interact with the children and it made it all the more personal. So is there a way that we could do that for young kids? I mean, I was thinking showing them the videos of a homeless shelter in the area or something that makes it palpable that like, you know, this is a child and, you know, they don't have what you have and it's up to us to help them out. Yeah. I love what you said about it, a tradition, because I think for us, it's the same. And I think that that traditions are a very powerful thing for families, especially for young kids. Cause then they know like every time we go to India, this is what we do. And it becomes part of their narrative. And it really, it's not a one-off right experience. Right. So I think what you're doing is exactly what I like to say is one of the most powerful things is come. It could be a Thanksgiving you know, effort that you do, it could be around Christmas time, but pick one thing that kind of is that tradition for the family and do it every year from when they're young, instead of trying to do a lot of things, not very well. Right. So for us, very similar to you, whenever we travel to another country, we've traveled to Costa Rica a lot and we always use one of our days to be of service. So we'll go to a a local school and we'll spend time with the kids and we'll help with supplies. And then we'll meet some of the families in the community, go to the shop and we'll buy some diapers and some baby food and some other things. And, you know, the kids get a sense. I think kids get a really clear sense, especially when in, in an educational context, when they see a school or they see how other children their age are living. And then they see how happy they are too, many of them, right? So Anya's experience was always when we went to Costa Rica, she's like, mama, they don't have anything. Like they barely have any lunch to eat and they're so happy. And what is that? So that yes. you don't always equate somebody who is living in poverty as somebody who's actually unhappy. Right. You know, and it builds an understanding of a range of experiences experiences and ways of living, you know, that I think are really important to kind of help understand. The other thing, you know, as we talk a lot as a country around diversity and equity and inclusion, I think one of the findings that many people are are understanding around how to understand diversity is that it it has to be about conversations about shared experiences. So as 
younger children get older, how can they be in different environments so that they understand different experiences for children and really build that empathy as they're going. So it's not divorced from their life. You know, it's like Mm. us versus them, but rather like we're all human and we all have this shared common experience. You know, how do we create some experiences and, and build empathy around that? That's incredible. That's definitely something we can take a cue from, whether you're trying to give back to your own community or when you are traveling abroad, how you can make sure that you carve out time on your vacation to help the locals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think it's very powerful for children to see that also their parents value that as well, you know, part of their family values. Exactly. We hope you enjoyed this week's At Home with Homer segment. To download the app, visit learnwithhomer.com backslash momsense, M-O-M-S-E-N-S-E to receive your very own 60-day free trial. Your kids are going to love playing the games, watching the visual stories, and more. (laughs) 